and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. Back, 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 back after a uh, forced hiatus, forced hiatus. Uh, sometimes you need to be quarantined for certain reasons. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> that's, your, that. that's your story and you're sticking to it, huh? I'm, I'm sticking to it. No, I had a, had a great weekend with uh, my oldest friends in the world. My oldest and best friends in the world. You're in that group, but you're not in that group. See, no. you know what I mean? No, I didn't. I didn't. Best friend, yeah. but not with that group. You know how that works? Yeah. Yeah, I get, I get it. So, uh, I, I, should we devote the entire podcast to me just talking about my personal life? I think people are really interested to hear that. <laughs> so it really uh, cements the bond there between the personality. Yeah, people care. People care. All right. Uh, I have a list. Uh, we have things that, of course, we didn't have a chance to talk about last week because we weren't doing the uh, Brad and Brit cast. Most of them have already passed into history, but some are still right there and probably worthy of discussion. And by the way, I can't remember who I, I saw on TV today saying this. Said, All right, people, stop with the what's the matter with Kansas reverse memes. Yeah, stop yeah. it. Just yeah. stop it. You didn't think of that. They're not funny. Not like the 700th time I heard it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll just give you my quick take on this, which is if we haven't learned anything, it's whatever you think is true, particularly at the beginning of a story and its subsequent early news cycles, that it may not mean anything or may mean something different down the line. And then we haven't learned anything. So as much as you, I, and and all of us abortion lovers out there, and we love it. We do love I would, it. I prefer the term baby killers, if you if you don't mind. All of us baby killers were, were were heartened by the fact that the national polling, the attitudes of Americans about abortion rights, run about sixty to seventy percent positive almost all the time, no matter what, and have been consistent forever. And it was very heartening to see that number reached in a referendum on the subject only in Kansas, a, a, a blood red state, an absolute blood red state. That's a great thing. And if, uh, if you're to believe it, then that issue can be a motivating factor, is a motivating factor because their turnout in the middle of August, or at the beginning of, or I guess, the end of July, when the uh, Republicans and the pro-lifers thought that they could sneak one through and have a low turnout and just steamroll this and uh, knock out any provisions in the Kansas Constitution uh, that were allowing people to uh, have abortion rights. They thought that was their plan, right? Well, if you mm -hmm. if you have an election, at, you know, in the middle of the summer, you're you're hoping for a low turnout. And it didn't happen. So that, that's a good thing. That being said, that being said, um, I think that that 60% is going to be made up of 
at least half who, who are really hardcore on the idea of abortion rights and women's rights. And then the other part of it, there's varying degrees of, of people. And if you attach a candidate and a broader election with other things on it, with abortion being one issue, it suddenly gets watered down a little bit more. Plus, you, you don't have the personal demagoguery that, would, that will be associated if, if it comes up in the fall. However, 60%, 60%, and you can't argue with the win, right? That's not like it, it, It's so overwhelming. I didn't even hear anybody say on the Republican side or the conservative that there needs to be a recount. Uh, it was a fixed election, right? And, and almost every election now, when a Republican anything loses, including in their own primaries, they're now bitching. Some of these people, Britt, I've just been reading about this. Some of these people who in the primaries came in fourth and got four percent, they're claiming the election was fixed. <laughs> and, and, and so they're demanding a recount. You know, these people got hardly any votes. So this is what you wished for, Trump. Everyone parroting you up and down the the uh, the ballot, even in primaries against other Republicans. And, and so you talk about, you know, blowing yourself up. I think that's what they're doing. I hope that's what they're doing if they're going to question their own election results within there. So that's, that's my take on the, the, the Kansas decision. What say you, sir? <laughs> um, it followed a lot of stuff. They just ran up the score in the population areas of Kansas, your Wichita's, your Topeka's, your Overland Parks, your suburbs around Kansas City. Um, and then they just kind of obviously in the, the less populous areas that the, those were the blue ones. Those were the ones that voted against it. But they just ran out the score so highly in those other places that it didn't really matter. So the template is there. If the Democrats want to figure this out as far as turning out the vote and trying to run up the score in, in the population centers, that's the way to go. It's nice to have the uh, great way to say this, the abortion arrow in your quiver well. and and have it mean something because remember up until last week in the wake of the decision by the supreme court it was the, oh okay oh, that's it's over that's there's nothing more we can do and i always thought there was some degree of the republicans and the conservatives and the pro quote pro-lifers unquote uh they've already won their super bowl what more is there to do? How many teams don't have a post-Super Bowl letdown? Almost all of them. It's hard yeah. to win again. And, and you've been trying to get in the Super Bowl for 50 years. You finally made it, and you won. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're not the Buffalo Bills. You didn't go 0 for 4 in a row. Uh, by the way, I was with some guys who were from Buffalo this weekend, yeah. and all I had to do was bring that up. <laughs> I, I, not only was I with guys, I had several guys from Buffalo who I was with who went to more than one of those losing Super Bowls back in the, uh, was that in the 90s, right? Correct. 90s. Yeah, yeah. And boy, we would talk about a sore, a sore subject to bring up with people from, holy God, oh my. It's, it's uh, lucky I'm not, I'm, I'm not dead right now for bringing up the subject. There's yeah, tell him, to, tell, him to, tell him to get over it. What the hell? That's what I did. Yeah. That's what I did. Good for you. Yeah. No, Britt, I played the cheap, oh yeah, well, you should be a Browns fan. <laughs> never been there have no hopes of ever being there all right back to so that that's that's kansas that's kansas so you know i i hope it, it 
continues to uh, to to stoke interest and and is uh, able to be used to get out votes in places where they're needed. That any reversal or any backtracking in the suburbs of the large cities and and swingy states like the one we're in or Ohio or Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, you know the usual stuff. But I, I hope that that helps reinvigorate the margin that Joe Biden was able to run up in those places to be able to win those states back in 2020 and for Trump to get his ass handed to him in the midterms of 2018. As uh, someone once said, watch the space. As the, this. But as, this. was that the overwhelming, uh, what, I mean, the message was either this huge win for those of us who believe in abortion rights or the, the election deniers that Trump supports ended up winning. I mean, that, would, that those were the two big takeaways. Uh, I think, which, well, I, again, you don't have to pick one or the other. Yeah. They're both important. They're both really, really important. Remember years ago, we used to joke about which was the, the biggest dumbass state. And you know, Florida and Texas usually would, yeah. would take a, you know, I, I would read you a stupid story. And the game was, Brit, where did this story occur? And, and you played it safe. You very often said Florida or Texas. You would come in with a South Carolina every once in a while. Well, so, uh, West after. Virginia. Yeah. Right. And Arizona, like a like a horse moving up along the side rail without anybody noticing, suddenly is just golden. The, the, Arizona is a complete basket case of uh, ne'er-do-wells, losers, election deniers, oh, yeah. freaks, Joe Arpaio, members of Congress who are estranged from their families, their families hate them. I mean, Arizona is just a, it's just a, just a big old mess. Just That's a big a, old mess. Uh, cesspool. Right. I think the word you're looking for is cesspool. Yes, it's a cesspool, Dick. It's a cesspool. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, here you go. Ready? Uh, <clears throat> was it about a month ago when they started calling it the Inflation Reduction Act? What was the first thing we did on the Brad and Britt cast? Say, That's the worst branding. That is the worst name you can ever give a piece of legislation because it instantly sets up no matter what the time frame is uh, people who hate you who hate liberals who hate democrats who hate spending who don't care about the climate who don't care about prescription drug prices who don't give a shit if millions of people are denied insulin because they can't afford it it gives them a chance to divert attention from all the real issues involved in the legislation say well, inflation's still high. How come if inflation adjustment didn't uh, knock it down? You promised that it would, right? You, you said promised. That. You promised. Now, <laughs> right, you promised. So, And you promised so much that you named it that, right? So, Brent, I think both you and I, we get to take a victory lap here because they're all saying that now. <laughs> Everybody's saying it was a bad idea <laughs> to, to call it that. Who knew? Uh, I have a better I have a better name for it, what they could have called it. Would have been better. Ready? It should have been called the Build Back, not as much, but still better than nothing. Bill. The, the Build Back slightly better back. <laughs> right. 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 Because it's got the same sensibilities as the larger pieces of legislation that got, you know, chopped and sliced and diced. Um 
So use some of that word. Use use that, but but, but it's just it's not uh, it's not a good. You, you know, uh, m- most of the stuff that's in there makes a lot of sense, and it is a pay. It's a it's legislative a victory for the Democrats. For the it's people. a legislative victory for Joe Biden. I mean, you can you can paint it. We didn't get the insulin caps that we wanted. We didn't get this, that, and the third, but we got a lot. Right, right. We got a lot. Um, and maybe not as large as, as uh, we, we would have thought. But And Joe Manchin uh, acted like a Democrat for about five seconds. It was crazy. We don't, don't need it permanently. You just need him. <laughs> Every now and again. <laughs> you, know, you know what I saw on... on uh, on Fox before he came on, they had a, a piece of video. Maybe this is everywhere, and I just happen to have seen it there because, as you know, I'm a huge Fox fan. Big Fox guy, yeah. A big Fox guy. Uh, they had that picture, that, that video that's taken in the um, in the Senate from a fixed camera from above, and yeah. the video usually isn't perfect. It's the same kind of video where they have the, John McCain did thumbs down. Yeah. Okay. So they've got video of Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin just sitting next to each other, and they spotlighted the two of them. You know how the rest of the video sort of darkened, and the, and they spotlighted the two of them in order to to trash them, and somehow equate it to the John McCain moment. I mean, just everything is a subliminal fuck you on that network. Everything, just just every second, it never ever ever stops now one of the 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 more legitimate criticisms of it and you know with all these kinds of legislation there's there's always things that you go did you really need that and and some of the things that they really did need did get screwed over and 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 taken out and we're going to do about 15 minutes on the carried interest uh issue later brit uh for those of you who want to stay around for that okay um but uh, I saw Mr. Wonderful, Kevin O'Leary, today. He was on the noon show on on CNBC. And he's, you know, as almost always he is, usually pretty bullish on things. But he was talking about this, this piece of legislation. Uh, and he makes a good point here. There's money in there as incentives for electric cars and, and things of that sort. And he said, look, they can't build them fast enough right now. There's not a problem with selling electric vehicles in this country. You do not need an incentive to go buy one. You just, you just don't. They're, they're, you know, it, it would be, and l- l- let me dumb this one down even for me. I think I can understand. It's as if they would uh, uh, put incentives on buying Bruce Springsteen tickets. You don't need to. Wow. You, you don't need to, right? Now, the government's wow. going to pay you back if you uh, go out and try to overpay for Bruce Springsteen. No. No, you want the tickets. You're going to buy them anyway. You don't need any government incentives. That was painful. That was bending over backwards. But you, you get the. I think he makes a pretty good point there. It's fair. I, I think he does. I, I think if, you know, it, it's not as if you have a dead industry that they're trying to revive, and, and, and they need a, a a subsidy to to get going, right? But on on the whole, I mean, you you this that, doc- again, that's a small thing. This doddering old dementia patient that's in the White House that catches COVID twice and can't stay on a bicycle, he seems to be racking up a bunch of wins. It's the oddest thing. It's the strangest thing. Gas keeps coming down and down. I know inflation is still a problem. People are hurting because of that. But he still keeps on getting shit done. It's it's just the oddest thing. And I know that hurts some people's feelings. Yeah. Uh, I have some actual good news 
on inflation, not great news, but just better news than shitty news, which is why for uh, folks, if you're watching us, I have right below my face in the uh, chroma key bar, the red chroma key bar, great inflation expectations. Here's the headline, courtesy of Reuters. U.S. consumers' inflation outlooks drop sharply. Oh, New no. York Federal Reserve, they're the ones that do the survey on this. And uh, expectation as to where inflation is going to be in a year or three years, they're down. People are now coming to the conclusion that the world isn't about to end. We're <laughs> not going to be Weimar Germany. You're not going to have to have a wheelbarrow full of dollars to go to buy get... a loaf of bread. Right. And that things actually can turn around. And inflation expectations are, are ratcheting back to the beginning of the year, even last year, when most of us thought, yeah, there's going to be some inflation, but we, we think it'll be able to be handled. Inflation is so much about, well, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I better buy more of that now right. because the price is just going to be higher. So if you can relax and not hoard and, and not do things like that, it, it, that's very helpful. It's a, that's just a good little inflation expectation nugget that is a good thing well in the midst of all that we also got some good jobs numbers as well that july hiring number was pretty good and for all of the hand wringing and the oh they're trying to redefine what what, what happens it turns out we're not in a recession they don't hire half a million people a month during a recession that doesn't no. happen yeah <laughs> that's that's just a hundred percent true there, there i don't think there's ever been ever been a recession never. with accelerating job growth that being said as you know it can always fall off a cliff so you can always come up with a reason to to, to say that good news is bad news right um, because remember bad news could have easily been interpreted as good news because if the goal is to slow down hiring which uh slows down the ability of people who have jobs to keep demanding more raises which is one of the key components of inflation, wage inflation, then it might be better news to not have such explosive job growth. But you got to step back and say it's better for people to be getting jobs. Yes, stuff costs more, but it's better to be paying for that with a job than for us to slide into a 2008-2009 uh, high unemployment, low growth kind of classic recession which is what we had back then but it doesn't look like we're anywhere close to that and uh this is all about the uh, the cliche of landing the plane can they land this plane and direct this economy to to while still growing uh and it's not growing overall at a much of a rate anymore in fact it's i guess it's shrinking what a percent but mm -hmm. but job growth is growing these are all kinds of things that are not supposed to exist in the same pie they're not going the way you learned in economics 101. They're not moving along the graphs in the way that you know you were you were taught, or many of the many of the geniuses were taught. So this is this is about, I guess, the Federal Reserve and and economists just uh, pulling one thing out of their ass after another and trying to explain. <laughs> you know, why is that any different than it normally is, right? I know that's, uh, that's hugely disappointing for Republicans. I mean, again, good news for America is bad news for Republicans. It's oh, very boy. sad. Yes. It, it, it's just what I was thinking earlier today. 
they really, really need gas prices to just go straight back up again, don't they? Of course they do. They really need that. If the Republicans want to sweep the House and the Senate, they need gas up at $7, okay? Because then, even when it does, due to market forces, wars, oil cutoffs, doesn't matter. They win, right? So the Republicans are definitely in the the uh, bad news is good news camp right now. And the Democrats' job is to explain to people that not bad news isn't necessarily the greatest news, but it's really, really good and better than bad news. And if you have people telling you that uh, bad news is good for you and you should vote for us, uh, or bad news is bad news and it's not our fault, so you should vote for us, I guess that's how they would put it, then uh, these are people who are acting in bad faith, and those people are called Republicans these days. Uh, Okay, you ready? Here we go. Uh, I could kill my wife in the middle of Peachtree Street, and they'd still support me. Uh, When General Milley knew for sure that Don had a screw loose, and uh, when is a loser not a loser? Do uh, let's do Peachtree Street first. I want to. I'm interested in that story. All right, let me uh, let me see if I can uh, uh, get this sucker all queued up here correctly. Let's see if this is uh, working. Yeah, I think we got it here. All right, this is the uh, this is the audio. Have you seen the Herschel Walker commercial? I I haven't really seen the whole thing. No, I haven't really. I've seen allusions okay. to it, but I haven't seen the commercials. All right. Well, good good news for you. It's uh, uh, it's one that we have the audio of, and the video is uh, almost irrelevant. All you need to know is the first five seconds of it is old film of Herschel Walker running for a touchdown at the University of Georgia, and uh, the rest of it is just his his uh, ex wife speaking, and uh, you you'll get it. And here we go: one, two, three. Do you think you know Herschel Walker? Well, think again. Listen to what his ex-wife had to say about him. His eyes would become very evil. The guns and knives. I got into a few choking things with him. The first time he held the gun to my head, he held the gun to my temple and said, he's going to blow my brains out. All right. Uh, uh, what it says on the screen, which, of course, you can't hear it, it says, Republicans against Herschel Walker in giant white letters at the end. Oh, in other yeah. words, this is this is the Republican Party at some level. Maybe not the official Republican Party, of course. They have to pretend to support their candidate. But these are uh, other people inside Georgia and outside of Georgia who uh, would rather see Reverend Warnock be the senator from Georgia like to have him get a full term so that these are these are never herschels is that what you call them never herschels right there was never a Trumps. i think uh i was looking at the 538 model just before we started and i believe it's uh just leans democratic in that race right now for reverend warnock yeah now i can't i don't even want to think about this the that was too mean that was unfair. 
oh, okay, I'm going to vote for Herschel Walker now because, look, other Republicans hate him. You know, I'm a Democrat. I'm crossing over. I voted for Rev- <laughs> but, you know, Herschel Walker, his ex-wives, are, everybody has an ex-wife. They're all that way. They're all bitches. Oh, all yeah. Bitches. Oh, guns and choking? Sure, my ex-wife would go. I don't think so, no. What do you think? Effective ad or not? I think it's I think it's devastating. Yeah, I think it's I think it's something. I don't know, but I'm I'm happy to have it out there. I'm 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 not a believer in don't do negative campaigning. Obviously, it doesn't come from the Warnock campaign itself. I don't think it's going to matter. I think the Warnock campaign is going to get blamed for it, even though it clearly says it's Republicans against Herschel Walker doesn't really matter because people don't care about the facts. They're going to say that the Warnock campaign is behind this anyway. So I, I don't have a problem with it at all. No. Oh, I know you didn't have a problem. You like this kind of stuff. <laughs> but here, here's the dumb, dumb retort. That's a personal attack. Why, why don't Democrats want to talk about inflation? Oh, sure. Okay. Okay. I would love, I would love Herschel Walker to be thrown a question about inflation. I, I, Love to hear him discuss it. You know what? He might say something so gutturally dumb that would have the uh, inflation is like they make you pay more for stuff you shouldn't have to pay for. <laughs> you know, it's simple minded, but it's true. It's really, really true. We need that kind of straight talking in our Congress. And and Tommy Tuberville over there in uh, in Alabama would call. Yeah, Hirsch, that's pretty good. That's pretty good, right? All, all the other. Uh, all the other fools. Wow. Wow. Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker. Um, what else What else you got here? Let's, see what Let's do uh, General Milley. Let's talk about the, the time that General Milley knew that uh, Donald Trump was nuts. Okay. Um, we got a we got a couple uh, people who are married to each other. It's a it's a married reporter duo. That would be Peter Baker of the New York Times and Susan Glasser of the New Yorker, uh, their book is called The Divider, Trump in the White House. And there's a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, don't confuse this with the Maggie Haberman book that has the pictures of the notes in the bottom of the toilet. That's a different book. That's a different story. It's not coming out. The, the Haberman book's not coming out till like October or something, isn't it? I can't wait. I can't wait to flush that long. <laughs> Well, if it's brown, it goes uh, down. If it's yellow, let it melt. Right, we we all remember. We all remember uh, that that moment, that meeting that gave us the still picture, and it's a winner where Nancy Pelosi is standing up across the table from Trump and pointing at him. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Remember that? They were they were argue, arguing, and uh, she walked out. So here's the reporting about what went on there. Pelosi, in this meeting, says to Trump, all roads with you lead to Putin. You gave Russia, Ukraine, and Syria. So Trump shouts back, you're just a politician, a third-rate politician. Steny Hoyer, who's like the number two guy behind Mm -hmm. Pelosi, jumped in and joined Pelosi and stood up and said, this is not useful. And then Trump came back with the uh, usual well thought out intellectually sound retort we'll see you at the polls 
Upon her departure, Pelosi told the waiting press outside that Trump had had a meltdown, which made Trump tweet out the photo of Pelosi standing over him, which is interesting. Trump, that picture, that's not Trump winning. That's not Trump showing strength and superiority over Nancy Pelosi, and nor does it indicate, I don't think anybody thought she was having a meltdown. No. Was that the, did I, did I miss that head? Of course it wasn't. Well, that's, uh, for those was for those people that hate her, yes, that's going to be a meltdown. Also, ripping her ripping up his State of the Union address, that's a meltdown as well. Right, right. But back to the, the picture, uh, Trump tweets out the picture and says she was melting down, and she was the one that flipped out. But, again, as I'm, I'm reading the, the version of it here, that's right. Instead, it was perceived by the public at large that she had simply stood up to him, literally stood stood up. She, she was standing up. According to the book, while all this played out, General Milley, who's in the room, put his head down, lowered his head, and stayed out. Milley could be seen in that photograph. His hands are clenched together, his head bowed low, looking as though he wanted to sink into the floor. I do remember that. I remember there were some people that, you know, when you're, you're in a meeting, you put your hand up over your eyes and you look the other way, like you don't even want to be in the room. That's what he was doing. Um, to Pelosi, this was a sign of inexplicable weakness, and she would later say she never understood why Millie wasn't willing to stand up with her and Steny Hoyer at that meeting. The report notes that Millie already had his suspicions about what he'd gotten himself into when he was warned by Chief of Staff, the previous one, John Kelly, to just stay away from Trump. According to the book, that night General Milley called Adam Smith, he's a Democrat from the state of Washington in the House. He's chairman of the Armed Services Committee. That's a pretty big deal job. He was there also. Millie says, is that the way things normally go around here? (laughs) That was the moment that Millie realized the boss might have a screw or two loose. There had been no honeymoon from pretty much his first day on the job as chairman of the Joint Chiefs. He was very much aware, and this is Adam Smith, the congressman, describing this. He was very much aware of the fact that there was a challenge here. I hate the use of that word, challenge, when things are going to shit. Okay? Don't use it. It's, it's a very challenging. No. No. It's, it's, it's a disaster. It's a crisis. This is not your normal challenge with a commander-in-chief. So that book's coming out soon. I think there's going to be excerpts of it, of course, in The New Yorker. Um, the only thing I have to say about General Milley is how, how did the rest of us know six years ago, seven years ago? And this was the moment that you figured out he had a screw loose? Holy shit. He didn't just have a screw loose then. He had a whole pile of nuts oh, yeah. and bolts and nails that had all come flying out years ago. There was nothing left going on in there, right? Exactly. It was just a bunch of glue sloshing around. But okay, we'll, we'll take the general at his word that Maybe he uh, maintained some degree of uh, complete apolitical um, existence uh, up until he became the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff when he got dragged into shit because Trump was uh, a a dictator, wannabe, out of control, and wanting to use the military for his own purposes, including uh, schlepping Millie along with him when he went across the street to the church and and held up the Bible. Millie was there. And that's where Millie 
decide, oh, wait a minute, this this is stupid, and he, he got away from him. And he was appalled. He, he was absolutely that. he was absolutely appalled that that happened. He'd been kind of used by the president at that point. Yeah, but okay. Well, General Milley, uh, your your turn, your turn, your turn. But, uh, How are, are we on? Good these are two good reporters. I think you can go to the bank when yeah. they say that they have the, the sourcing on this. They're, I would say um, so. Even if well, Trump says it's fake news, it's all made up. It didn't happen. Um, I, I want to just protect everybody from believing Donald Trump's version. How are we? Uh, how are we on Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan? Are we? Are we? Are we finally over that? It didn't. It didn't in, in the world. Well, turned out I, everything's. I, I, I have to admit, I I think we said said I, I don't think she needs to go, but um, on retrospect. And uh, seeing what some folks that I do respect have to say, including some people that I don't respect what they have to say. Um, And because of her history of being the one person in our government at that level who for 35, 40 years has been consistent, consistent on China, um, they were not going to start World War III over it. Oh, they're doing extra war games around Taiwan. What the fuck? You know what I think of when I when I think of war games? I think of McHale's Navy. Okay, <laughs> I, I think, you know, not the uh, the Matthew Broderick film. Want to play a game? That's not what you think of when you think of war games. Right, right. Um, so, you know, if if it's a friend of yours and you're proud of your friend, you want to be seen with your friend, and nobody should tell you. That you can't be seen with your friend, and and China would have more to lose the big the big China than they would have to gain by flying in and rolling tanks off of uh, off of those those things that uh, what are those kind of sh- boats that that you know have the you know, oh the thing opens up and they, they roll out like they used on D Day you know they could invade that way mm-hmm. they could just drop on you know what what's to gain. What's the gain for China? Because I think they have actually a pretty good deal economically working with Taiwan anyway. It's not like it's killing them. No. That that uh, non-communist Chinese are, are uh, offshore uh, there. Wasn't it wasn't it citrus fruits that they uh, they banned the importation of those? Wasn't that what they were? That was like Orange their big band. play. Yeah. Um, I mean, I so, think you, you can look at Nancy Pelosi any way you want to. She's one of the most effective, one of the best speakers we've ever had. I think that's this is one of not a not a crowning achievement, but just put this in one of the achievements that she's made. Every time that she had to negotiate with Donald Trump, she kicked his ass. People hated it. People couldn't stand it. But she stood up to him and kicked his ass every single time. That's true. But but in the worst case scenario, she decides to go over there, uh, not on the advice of the president, not with the approval of the president and with uh, much of the Democratic Party saying bad idea and the republicans saying thumbs up way to go nancy right Uh, she's the broken clock that was right today oh we agree with her on this um because biden doesn't want it of course and democrats don't want it so the republicans always have to do the opposite but if it does start world war three brit i'm pretty sure that that record of being the quote most effective speaker Kind of melts away. I don't think possibly. That, but, but, I mean, if that's that's a happen. that's a big if. And as you said, the, the the Chinese have a little bit more. They still need people to buy their shit. Let's be completely honest. 
I mean, that, that's what the Chinese need, and they need us to buy their shit. So everybody slow your roll for just a moment. No, she's, she's done a great job in all of her time. She's been controversial because people couldn't stand her for a number of reasons, and she's been incredibly effective. And this, this turns out she's getting kudos from people on Fox. I mean, like right. people who are not assholes on Fox. Like she's getting people from like national security experts are going, well, that turns out that was pretty good. That, that wasn't bad. That was a good thing to show the Chinese. Well, so it's it's a it's a courage thing. She had the courage to do it. She had the exactly. courage to buck her own party, and we we should salute that and reward that because so much of what is done uh, in politics is taking the easy way out, going going down whatever is the path of least resistance. And she doesn't do that, and she she's uh, hardly ever done. But that husband of hers, what's up? With oh, that? I get, that's uh, just the worst. Uh, Sorry, uh, we we really need to talk about the uh, Beyond Sausage Patties at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> the what? too stupid, the too stupid to talk about story of the weekend. You're not up to date on this. No, no, no. I was now. Hang on, I was traveling. Yeah, and so so, Britt, say this, Brad. What what did you eat driving back? Or you, from Ohio what did you, what did you eat driving back from Ohio? I hope it was Cracker Barrel. I hope it was a, a no, Waffle it House. It, it wasn't Cracker Barrel because I didn't want to take the time. Waffle House. Uh, to do that. Um, we did stop at a Waffle House on the way up. There you go. And you know where we stopped at the Waffle House? It's in Mount Airy. There you go. It's the Mount, Mount Airy exit. And my friend Jeff was, of course, intrigued. And I had to explain to him that Mount Pilot was kind of Mount Airy. Okay, no. uh, in the Andy Griffith show, Mount Airy but was Mayberry, Airy. and then Mount Pilot was Pilot Mountain. That's okay. That's what I'm. Yeah, whatever it was, I I explained it to him, and we went to the the Waffle House, and it was a uh, always it's always great, and he said I'd like one of these mugs, one of those great Waffle House mugs. Oh sure, to take home, and so he asked the uh, person behind the counter, "Can I buy one of these?" And they said, "Yeah." And he said, how much? Do you know how much a Waffle House mug is? And these are the, the real thick ones. They're kind of yeah. short. They don't hold that much coffee anyway. Three ninety-five. $3.95. Five bucks. Right. That's not bad five at all. Bucks. It's it's fantastic. Nothing costs five dollars. Just no. Just nothing fun. Even right. Biden can't drive up the price of that thing. Right. Over the weekend, uh Cracker Barrel adding a, a social media post saying they had added beyond meat. You can get beyond meat uh, sausage at uh, Cracker Barrel, and then apparently they were attacked endlessly on this Facebook post by conservatives who now accuse them of being woke. There is now a, a boycott being organized by some of America's yeah. greatest conservatives. Boy- they will no longer go to Cracker Barrel because they're serving right. fake meat. Right. And, and not only are they serving it, they're secretly serving it to you. They're not even telling you. Right? <laughs> they're, they're sneaking it in. So just, just think about the fact that the, the people be, uh, now, if, if they're, they were smart, which they're not, I'm talking about these people that would actually bother to complain about this. They would realize that right now, at this moment, within the last few weeks, check this out while I'm talking, McDonald's is dropping dropping their uh, McFake or whatever the fuck it was. Oh, wow, it really? Sell. It didn't work. Yeah, they've, they've already been through the cycle. They were, they were the first ones in. I'm pretty sure McDonald's, I think it's McDonald's, maybe it was Burger King, it's one of the two. So Cracker Barrel is really late to the party here, um, but this is, you know, one version of the, if you don't like the 
show on TV, don't watch it. Right. Don't make me. If you don't like Beyond Meat sausages, don't eat them. They they haven't converted to a Cracker Barrel health food store and 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 restaurant. Now, if they get rid of all that shit that's really bad for you when you're you know out in the out in the lobby there, if they start replacing that with you know like seaweed, you know seaweed on a stick, okay, then you got an argument. But uh, there there's is. your story beyond me. They're calling it a test and it was always going to end at this particular time. Yeah. But okay. the stock well, is but going you know down. What? If, if, uh, uh, if it was going to be successful, they that would be the headline. It would say they're, they're going through with it. So um, <clears throat> I would just like to assure MAGA America, they'll still be able to get heart disease and diabetes at Cracker Barrel with regular stuff made out of dead animals. No doubt about it. And we wouldn't have it any other way because that's correct. This is the land of of uh, freedom of choice, no matter what Bill Maher said Friday night, no matter what he said. <laughs> Bill Maher's case, he's jerking all over the place. He doesn't know what to do. There's a story about the uh, the stuff that uh, Trump tried to flush down the toilet. Photos report to show notes that Trump tried to destroy by flushing down the toilet. He is aggressively denied ever doing it. I just have one question. And again, sure. I'm not a forensic anything. Right. But the pictures I've seen. Mm-hmm. They seem way too good to be true. Right. They seem, because do we have any information on the sources of who would have taken pictures? I don't know. Of things in the toilet. And by the way, when you put something into water like that, it, it usually runs. It's hard to read. For some reason, everything in these pictures is very legible. So, you better get some backup on this, or this is the end of Maggie Haberman's career. This which shit is, better be real. That's all I got to say. That's all is, I got to say. Weird, like because she's, she's been amazing. She's been like the best reporter the past few but years Brit, now. Brit, it's it's you. It's got to answer those questions. Yeah. You got to prove that they're right because this is the perfect setup for Trump. If if, if this is bullshit, and he's going to, of course, question it anyway. And the, I'm I'm just. Asking the question, can you put something in that's just in singular little notes at the bottom of a toilet that that not good? I, I I just that's my initial take. It's I want it to be true. I want that to be proof that that Trump was specifically flushing shit down the toilet. Well, not okay. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> Stuff down the toilet. Uh, well that's all we have for today i think that'll yeah. be a good place to end yeah yeah that's uh and i, I uh yeah i i was up in ohio over the weekend and uh, uh i did something i don't know whether you thought i joined the deshaun watson fan club oh sure how much are those yeah yeah i'm 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 all in on that oh, what is a how long is the membership is it five to life or what, what how is it how do they do it um it's it could be up to 10 years, but the membership doesn't start until next season. <laughs> I see. I see what you did there. 